Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back. This will be for Daniel chapter 5. I'll read the heading first. Belshazzar and his revelers drink from the vessels of the temple. A hand writes upon the wall, telling of his downfall. Daniel interprets the words and reproves the king for pride and idolatry. That night, Babylon is conquered. Verse 1. Belshazzar, the king, made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Many scholars have questioned the validity of the statement that Belshazzar was a king in Babylon because Belshazzar never reigned as sole king and is never designated as king in the cuneiform inscriptions. Furthermore, it is maintained that there is no evidence to show that Belshazzar ever ruled upon the throne as a subordinate to Nabonidus, his father. In reply to these charges, we may note, first of all, that the Aramaic word Malka, which is king, need not have the connotation of monarch or soul king. Furthermore, one of the cuneiform documents expressly states that Nabonidus entrusted the kingship to Belshazzar. In all probability, there was a co-regency between Nabonidus and Belshazzar, in which Belshazzar occupied a subordinate position. Since, however, he was the man upon the throne with whom Israel had to do, he is designated king in the book of Daniel. No valid objection can be raised against this usage. Verse 2, Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels, which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines, might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem, and the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines, drank in them. When the Babylonians overthrew Jerusalem, they carried out thence all the treasures of the house of the Lord. As Kiel and Delich noted, during the feast the Babylonians drank out of the holy vessels of the temple of the God of Israel to glorify their heathen gods in songs of praise. In doing this, they not only... They did not only place Jehovah on a perfect level with their gods, but raised them above the Lord of heaven, as Daniel charged the king. The carrying away of the temple vessels to Babylon and placing them in the temple of Bel was a sign of of the defeat of the God to whom these vessels were consecrated. The use of these vessels in the drinking of wine at a festival amid the singing of songs and praise of the gods was accordingly a celebrating of these gods as victorious over the God of Israel. Verse 4, They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. In In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against or opposite the lampstand the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him. No kidding. If you saw somebody's hand writing on a wall, you'd be troubled, wouldn't you? So that the joints, or the hip joints of his loins were loosed, and his knees smote one against another. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And the king spake and said said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing... 
and show me the interpretation thereof, saith, shall, shall be clothed with scarlet, and have a chain of gold about his neck, and shall be the third ruler of the, in the kingdom. The Hebrew word that is translated third ruler means one of three. The promise was that the interpreter of the writing would be made third in authority in the kingdom next to Nabonidus and Belshazzar. The scarlet, sometimes purple clothing, and the chain of gold mentioned in Daniel 5.7 were symbols of rank worn by high officials. That was out of the Institute Manual. Verse 8. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house, and the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and in the days of thy father light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar thy father, the king, I say thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans and soothsayers, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar, now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Then was Daniel brought in before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou that Daniel, whom, or which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king my father brought out of Jewry? I have heard of thee, that the spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me, that they should read this writing, and make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But they could not show the interpretation of the thing. And I heard of thee, and that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now if thou canst read the writing, and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet, and have a chain of gold about thy neck, and shall be the third ruler in in, uh, the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king, and be ma- and make known to him the interpretation. In other words, you can keep your presence, but I'll tell you the meaning. O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor, and all the mag- and for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him, whom he would he slew, and whom he would keep up. He kept alive, and whom he would set up, and whom he would be put down. But when his heart was lifted up, and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. And he was driven from the sons of men, and his heart was made like the beasts, and his dwelling was that was with the wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God ruled in the kingdom of, he- of man of men, and that he appointed over a, over whomsoever he will. So I think this was a, a recount of, of Daniel chapter 4, wasn't it? And thou, his son, O Belshazzar, has not humbled thine heart, though thou knowest all, all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou and thy lords, thy wives and thy concubines, have drunk wine in them, and thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor, nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. Then was the part of the hand 
sent from him, and this writing was written. And this is the writing that was written, Mena, Mena, Tekel, Aparzin. This is the interpretation of the thing. Mena, God hath, hath numbered thy kingdom, and finished it. Tekel, Aramaic, or Shekel, or weight. Thou art weighed in the balances, and art found wanting. Upharzin, thy kingdom is divided, and given to the Medes and Persians. Then commanded Belshazzar, and they clothed Daniel with scarlet, and put a chain of gold about his neck, and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. The handwriting on the wall indicated not only that the Babylonian kingdom would be overthrown, but also the means by which it would be overthrown. Mena, which is numbered, i.e. God has numbered the days of the kingdom, Tekel, a shekel, used both as a coin and as a weight, indicated that Belshazzar was weighed in the balances and found deficient. Perez, or... Upharzin, division, your kingdom is divided, or Perez, and given to the Medes and Persians. The word Paras would seem to point out that the Persians were the dominant power to whom Babylon would fall. When Daniel read the writing, he read and Perizin, but in giving the interpretation, he employed the form Perez. We have thus a play upon the words in which the basic idea of division is linked with the, na with the name of the conqueror. Verse 30, And that night was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldeans slain. Babylon was surrounded by a massive wall over 100 feet thick and 300 feet high. To breach such a wall, even with consult sieging, with constant sieging, would, make, would take months. And, there, and yet there is no hint in Daniel's record that the city was under siege at this time. Could a city of Babylon's size and fortifications be taken in one night? Historical sources, other than the Bible, indicate that that is exactly what happened, supporting Daniel's record exactly. The ancient Greek historian Herodotus recorded that Cyrus had previously caused the Palekapus, a canal which ran west of the city and carried off the superfluous water of the Euphrates into the lake of Netocris, to be cleared out in order to turn the river into it, which by this means was rendered so shallow that his soldiers were able to penetrate along its bed into the city. Thus the Persians marched into the ma under the massive walls. Harry Thomas Frank discussed the reasons why the city even then surrendered so easily. Cyrus' orders preceded him to the city. No revenge was to be taken. The city was to have its normal life restored as quickly as possible. The gods which Nabonidus had taken from the, from the equally well-treated well provincial cities were to be restored at once. There was, above all, to be no terrorizing of the population. Indeed, Cyrus intended to change some of the policies of Nabonidus, which had made him objectionable to his subjects. One can imagine the reception Cyrus received when, when he made his appearance in the capital a few weeks after its capture. He was not a conqueror, he was a liberator, and far from installing a foreign rule over the people, Cyrus personally took the role of Marduk, the chief god of Babylon, in the New Year festival, thereby claiming for himself and his heirs the right to rule the Babylonian Empire by divine designation. Verse 31, And Darius the Median took the kingdom, being about threescore and two years old, or he was sixty-two years old when the kingdom was taken. So anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and so this is all historical about uh, overcoming Babylon um, by Cyrus. And that's the end of the chapter. We'll see you next time. Bye.